0: Good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, We pursue personal growth because we know we can, and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So, stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am Laura Lenore, and if you have been around the world of personal growth or working on self-worth for even 10 minutes, then you've probably heard about affirmations. You've probably done them, and then stopped doing them, and then maybe quietly beat yourself up for a while because you hadn't been doing them. I mean, I hope not, but even if that last part is true, hopefully this episode will clear up some of the reasons they haven't worked as well as you'd like, and some of the reasons why they can be so hard to keep doing. And of course, some alternate methods to help address some of the pitfalls of affirmations where you end up working with your unconscious mind much more congruently instead of just pushing back against it, right? So, to start, in case someone is only three minutes into the personal growth journey and doesn't already know what I'm talking about, saying affirmations is basically a way of changing your mind by repeating the same statement over and over. Sometimes writing it out is included as well. The statement is something you want to be or feel or have, but that you aren't there yet. So some of these are connected to habits and personal change, like, I am fit, strong, and only 135 pounds. Or I am a capable and motivated entrepreneur. To some of the more externally focused outcome statements I've heard out there, something like, I make a million dollars a year. There is some more common wisdom around forming affirmations that is helpful. Some of these things are gonna maybe be a little bit familiar to you. Uh, So when you form your statement, it should be positive, as in, I am confident meeting people at parties versus I am not anxious at parties, right? The first is focused on where you wanna go and not where you don't wanna go. And this is very helpful for our unconscious minds to actually help you get what you want. So for example, if I were to send you to the store and ask you to buy me, let's see, uh, I don't want pickles. I hate celery. And oh my goodness, I'm allergic to peanut butter. And so now you go to the store. Do you have any idea what you're going to get for me? You might even stop and think, wait, I think Laura said something about pickles. Let's get those. So rule number one, focus on what you actually want. If you're not sure and you keep naming things like not anxious, not broke, not lonely, etc., then ask yourself, what do I want instead of anxious, instead of broke, instead of lonely, or whatever it is, right? Generally, the advice uh, out there is going to recommend that you state this as a fact rather than a desire as well, which I think is a good point. So you would say, I am in great shape and feel strong and healthy That is something that is actually happening, that is current, whereas the statement, I want to be in great shape and feel strong and healthy, is really more about the desire for that, rather than the actual experience of real strength, health, etc. Right? There are some versions out there that talk about using progressive suggestions to avoid or reduce the resistance, which we will definitely talk more about the resistance piece, But just to briefly explain progressive statements, you might take the last example and shift it to, I am becoming stronger and healthier and getting into great shape in order to create some movement in that direction without stating the outcome if that outcome feels so far out of reach in that moment, right? So adding some verbs that imply movement towards and not just desire, right? There's also the issue of picking statements that are within your control, right? If you're making an affirmation for my boss is going to promote me or Jennifer and I are going to be best friends, obviously those rely on someone else not you, to do something specific that's not within your direct control. You could instead look at the capacity you want to bring to each situation, the skills you want to develop in order to be more promotable, if you will, or the skills you bring to making and keeping friends more generally without your outcome being specifically tied to Jennifer. This is going to be a much more empowering and effective approach for you. Some level of specificity in your affirmation is helpful. So if we go back to the one about making a million dollars, it is unlikely to just fall out of the sky. I'm sorry to tell you if that's news. uh, That doesn't happen very often. We'll just put it that way. So if you think about like what business or income streams you would be able to build that actually have a likelihood of creating that kind of income for you, then you can craft your affirmations around that, that's going to be a lot more realistic. And if you can't even start there, let's say you don't have a specific business or project in mind that's going to get you the income that you're trying to make affirmations about, then maybe you can start with an affirmation about being able to be creative and inventive in finding new business ideas, right? Something like that. So think of the affirmations then as steps towards the goal instead of the whole goal. The whole reason that stairs exist is because it's way easier to climb 20 sequential small steps than it is to pull our whole selves up an entire floor at once, right? Even if you're someone who can do a pull up, getting your whole body to move that entire distance without additional help is certainly not going to be the easiest or most effective way to get to the next floor, right? It's certainly not the most effective or easiest strategy in using affirmations either, Lastly, including the emotion, how you want to feel can also be a key part of a successful affirmation. If you are trying to ace a difficult class and you find yourself easily distracted, then you might say, I focus and concentrate on my studies every day, or you can make the affirmation much more appealing by saying, I enjoy my studies and focus and concentrate on them easily every day right? So you can sort of notice the difference between how those two statements feel. You might be more drawn to making the second one come true if the first one just conjures images of sort of discomfort and misery instead of including this fact that you're actually going to enjoy it and it's going to be easy for you. So you can actually follow all this advice and have your really well crafted affirmation statement and start saying it and still feel resistance. Maybe you say, I love eating healthy foods that I enjoy preparing for myself. At the moment you say it, you have a compelling internal voice that says, no way, I hate cooking. And eating fast food is basically my happy place. Healthy food tastes gross, and it's way too much work. So every time you say this positive statement, this other unconscious pattern is flooding your body with the opposite feelings and thoughts. And this other pattern is way deeper and more ingrained than the new thought. So it's usually stronger, at least in the the beginning. And you might actually end up eating more fast food because this other voice keeps popping up whenever you do your affirmations and it's sending you cravings for french fries. And since the new idea doesn't feel true yet, you don't have the power to overcome that craving or overcome that old habit, right? Another reason why it's difficult to keep doing affirmations when we're fighting against the unconscious mind is that it makes us feel bad when we think about our new statement not being true. Even if we can muster some emotional energy towards the new statement, conflicting feelings can actually be more draining than feeling bad. And this is why a lot of times we start doing it and just find, like, even though this is such a quick and simple action, that we just can't maintain it. So, how do we get around this resistance? You might be asking. Hopefully, you are asking, because I'm going to answer anyways. My first answer, uh, which should be no surprise to anyone who's actually worked with me, any of my clients who may be listening to this episode, is that we don't necessarily have to get around it. We can work with it. Right. So if you have a craving for fries, you hear yourself thinking that cooking is way too much work. You feel maybe a sad or deprived feeling that comes up around the idea of avoiding your childhood favorite treat. These are all pieces of information. They're just telling you something about what's there. They don't exist purely to ruin your day or ruin your plans for eating healthy. So just noticing each of those thoughts, images, feelings, whatever it is that's coming up for you around that and taking each piece separately and working with those thoughts and feelings, you will naturally end up having less and less resistance come up over time. Now, how we do this There are a lot of ways to work with this information that comes up. Most of my favorites are not necessarily so easy to teach over an audio medium like a podcast. So perhaps at some point I'll make some videos one of these days. But just to give you a few ideas, something like EFT or the acupressure tapping techniques uh, work really well for this. There's a lot of videos about those out there on YouTube, etc. I know I've mentioned those here before. Uh, even just noticing where a thought or feeling lives physically in your body and then just imagining that you can deep breathe directly into that place in your body. So you're you're noticing your breath, you're directing your breath, and then you're directing your attention into that place in your body at the same time as you're noticing this thought lives in this place in my body and I'm going to breathe into that. That can sort of help loosen it up, help it bring a different experience into that place in your body and into that thought that you're experiencing. If it's a negative emotion, like fear or anxiety, you can diffuse it with something like bilateral stimulation. An easy way to do this on your own is to basically hold an object in your hand Let's say you start on your left hand, you pass it across the midline of your body to the right hand, you take that out to the right and then pass it back again across the midline into your left hand. And you're basically just passing this thing back and forth across the midline of your body. It's connecting the different hemispheres of your brain. And that helps to shift and release that emotion so it doesn't keep spinning sort of in your experience. It doesn't keep it stuck. Shifting into a more confident body posture can help. You know, usually your shoulders are sort of back and relaxed, you're sitting up tall, you're breathing deeply, you can even raise your arms in like a Superman pose. That shift in physiology actually shifts your emotional state at the same time. So if you can do that while you're thinking about that triggering thing, right? So while you're thinking about being able to cook healthy food at home, then you actually can begin to map more positive feelings and associations into the thought of cooking, right? So this podcast episode was not necessarily meant to be a whole class on how to shift an unresourceful state or thought. That would take the entire episode and then some For sure. Uh, But for those people who already have some tools in this area who are willing to dig in a little bit to the suggestions that I just made, it's just worth mentioning that you can just work with the resistance itself until the positive statement feels true, feels good, right? Until you no longer have that resistance in that area. Moving on to some specific methods that will help install the positive affirmation with less resistance. These are things you can start doing today with no additional info needed, no homework (laughs) as far as these ones go. First, let's start off with the power of empowering questions. I talked about this way back in episode seven, but that was a while ago. So let's revisit the idea here the idea is that your unconscious mind loves to give you answers to questions. And it does so basically whether the premise of the question is factually true or not. So you could actually ask yourself a question like, why am I so stupid? And then you could ask yourself a question like, why am I so intelligent? And your mind will give you all kinds of answers to both of these questions without having any sense of the internal conflict here, right? So knowing this, we can prime the belief pump for our affirmation a little bit by asking some questions about it first. If we take the cooking and eating healthy foods example, we could ask ourselves something like, why do I enjoy healthy foods? Or like, what is so good and enjoyable about healthy foods? And then just allow your mind to start Running, like it might start off by reminding you how great you feel when you eat this way, or it might just pop in an image of something really delicious that you ate at that health food restaurant one time, or you might remember the first time you discovered your very favorite fruit. I mean, who knows? Just allow your mind to sort of give you whatever answers to this question pop in and just notice how that feels, right? Allow that to sort of open up some possibility around this question that you actually do enjoy healthy foods, right? Notice that there's more evidence there than you maybe expected to find. And then you can take the second part of the question and build that up, something like why is cooking so enjoyable? Why do I love cooking so much anyhow? And then notice all of the things that you can notice about that as your mind answers this question. You know, after a couple minutes of getting all these answers, you can now say I love eating healthy foods that I enjoy preparing for myself. And you actually have some more congruent connections with the idea that came out of your own mind, right? To put that more simply, it'll just feel more true because you have some evidence. The second technique here is something that I got from my teacher, Mike Mandel. He does this pretty much for every single class or lecture he gives, which is basically to use a statement of how you want to feel in that moment, the state you want to be in, and state that out loud with feeling, like describing it, basically embodying the state that you are creating for yourself in that moment, all while tapping on the triple warmer point, which is on the back of your hand. It's the spot just below the knuckles between your pinky and ring finger. If you feel there, you can kind of feel there's like a notch or a space kind of between those two bones. You just tap gently on that spot. doesn't matter which hand. So for our classes, we would say things like, I am learning easily and having a great time. All of my resources are online. I am becoming an amazing hypnotist, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you say it like you mean it, say it with some energy and tap on that point at the same time. Now, this one is obviously about working with states, with feelings and not necessarily for other types of goals, but... The trick here is if you figure out how you need to feel in order to achieve the goal, then this can be part of the picture. So say you want to earn more from your side business, but you're struggling to focus while writing your marketing materials. You could use this technique as you're beginning to do that kind of work. You'd start tapping and you could say things like, I am feeling focused and connected to my work. I love finding new ways to share value with my clients. And it feels so good to sit down and share my product and my insights about how it will really help people because I know that will make their lives better and mine. And knowing that helps me feel focused and connected to my work, connected to my audience. And I as I really enjoy writing this copy today. So in short, you're finding the moments where you're feeling a different way that will change your outcome and you're just letting that stream of consciousness flow about how you feel or how you're the feeling that you're creating right the one you want to feel, not the way you were feeling before you just say it like you mean it uh, you express it you know with your your posture and your body language. And even if it feels like you're faking it at first, right, that's totally okay. Your nervous system, your true emotions will actually catch up with that shift in your physiology. And then you're doing that while you're tapping gently on the triple warmer point on the back of your hand at the same time. It's pretty simple, right? So give that a try. Notice how it feels. Notice how you can really pretty easily create a feeling when you need to, if you're willing to put a couple of minutes and some energy into it. You can also uh, supercharge this by adding an anchor to it as well. So if there's states that you are creating on a regular basis that you want to experience more often, like you always need sort of the same state in this sort of same environment, you can create an anchor, which is basically a reminder to your nervous system that lets you step right into the state immediately, really easily the next time. So one way that you can do this is by setting up a unique gesture and word for that state. So for the example we just used, we could just call that focus. I mean, you can call it anything, you can call it Jerry or watermelon, as long as you use the same thing over and over, it works as an anchor. So the gesture portion of this, it works best if you use something that you don't do all the time so that you're not accidentally firing it off at other times or you're not diluting the signal by using it all the time. So something like touching your thumb to the tip of your ring finger on your left hand you don't do that very often. So that's something that you can do easily. It's something you can do reliably, but it's not something you're probably going to do accidentally like 12 times a day. So what you're going to do then is let that state build, you're making your statements, you're tapping the point uh, on the back of your hand as you're saying, you know, I'm feeling great, I'm feeling awesome, whatever it is that you're trying to feel. And you are then reaching that sort of peak of that state. And when you're really feeling it, when that Nervous system reaction has kicked in and sort of given you exactly that state that you need in order to do the thing you're doing. Then that's when you say the word and make the gesture at the same time. You can also add in the visual aspect of it by watching yourself make the gesture. And then every time you build up this state and you associate it with that anchor, The connection between them gets stronger, right? It's kind of like uh, the famous experiment with Pavlov's dogs and ringing the bell whenever they would get fed. Eventually you ring the bell and then they just salivate whether there's food there or not. We can do this to ourselves too, right? So you create this anchor and then you can use it to move straight into feeling focused or whatever positive state it is that you need that you've been anchoring. So play with that. The last affirmations upgrade I want to talk about today is a process I learned from Igor Ledakhovsky, and it really overlaps with self-hypnosis nicely. So, if you already know how to take yourself into a trance, you can definitely do that at the start of this. If not, that's okay. You can just give yourself a moment to relax, close your eyes, and focus on your imagination. And back to our enjoying cooking and eating healthy food as an example you can just imagine you have another version of yourself, right? And this other you is sitting or standing in front of you. And this version of you is already feeling the affirmation as their full reality. So in this case, if it were my affirmation, I could see the other me and I would say the affirmation about her. I would say she loves eating healthy foods and she really enjoys preparing them at home. And I can say that congruently because it's her over there, right? I'm not fighting with the fact that I don't necessarily feel those things in my own self yet, right? So I can imagine her there. Maybe she's in my kitchen. She's smiling. She's singing as she works. She's sampling a bit of the food on the way and really enjoying it and noticing how delicious healthy food is and all of that, right? And I'm seeing her over there. So it's easy to accept that maybe there are ways that she knows how to really enjoy this, right? How to really enjoy cooking, how to really enjoy eating healthy food. And even if I don't know what those are yet, I don't know how to do that yet. But I'm seeing this sort of external version that's possible for me to get there. And so you can keep doing your affirmations in this way, right? On the other you that already has this figured out. She feels this way. She's doing this. She's doing the work that's making a million dollars, whatever your affirmation is, right? And one day, maybe not too long, you maybe find yourself slipping up and you might start saying, I love eating healthy foods and preparing them at home. And maybe that feels a little bit more real and a little bit more doable because you've been imagining this possibility in an external way for a while. And when that happens, you know, when you make that slip up, when you notice that you're starting to sort of integrate with this potential future, that's totally okay. Just notice how it actually starts to feel more and more true for you as the understanding that that other you already had begins to transfer over to you. You begin to actually feel it and understand it more yourself. And you can really stick with this one so much more easily because there's not the same pressure for you to feel it on day one. The other you is there, are, they already feel it, and they already know how to do this thing. So there's no really resistance to it. You're not saying, I'm strong and fit and enjoy working out every day. That's It's the other you over there that already knows, that already knows how to enjoy working out every day, that's already strong and fit or, you know, whatever your goal is. So there's a lot here. Even just implementing one or a few of the ideas from this list can really be enough to boost your affirmations practice, to help you get better results, to experience less of that resistance so that you actually want to keep doing them so that this actually does feel like the simple, quick, effective process that it can be. So I'd love to hear about your experience with these ideas, with these techniques, Let me know which ones are your favorites. Maybe you have some great techniques that I've never heard of. So get in touch and let me know about those if there's something you've done and you're like, I wish you would share this one with people. You can email me at lenorehypnosis.com. That's actually also where you can set up a phone consultation if you're interested in working with me one-on-one. You can find me on Instagram at lenorehypnosis. Get in touch. Let me know what you think of these ideas we talked about today maybe there are some other topics you'd love to know more about. I'd love to hear about that too. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for liking, rating, subscribing, and spreading the word about this show. It really helps people to find this information that may help make their lives better. I mean, that's my hope anyway. So thank you for being a part of this. Have a great week. Until next time. Bye for now.